You've got it tuned to the rendezvous. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Welcome to the rendezvous. If it's the first time you hear the show, bienvenue. The accent is French. Let me start by this little story. A friend of mine got divorced about, let's say, eight months, nine months ago. And she was at first very, very, very depressed. Um, it was like 12 years together, three kids. And then, because she loves drawing, all her girlfriends and friends told her you should open an art studio, right? An art studio. But she was not in that business, so she didn't know what to do. But she, little by little, put it together and started this very now successful art studio. And people come to paint. Kids come on Saturday to learn how to draw. And I just want to say one thing. If you're going tonight through a divorce or if you're finishing a relationship or if you think it's the end of the world because you're breaking up with somebody or somebody breaking up with you, Flash news, this is not the end of the world. It's the beginning of something extraordinary. I know it can be hard, but wonderful things comes out of those separations sometimes. And if you have questions about what to do tonight, just call me, 855-905-8255. And remember, you're not alone. I'm here. 855-905-8255. When you have a question, you call me. Bonjour, Thea. What's going on? Bonjour, Simon. So my question for you is, how do you keep the romance going uh, in a marriage after you have a baby? You know, I mean, we have uh-huh. a small two-month-old child, and I just don't feel like we're connecting. There's no real romance. and You know, I'm kind of at a loss. Like, how do, you know, how do we keep, you know, remember it was us before the baby? Sure. That's a great question. Now, before the baby was born... Was your romantic life and your connection very strong, or was it already kind of fading? No, it was really strong, and like the baby brought us even closer together. Having this little, you know, symbol of our love growing inside of me, it just brought our our marriage. It made our marriage even stronger and our connection stronger. But then, once the baby was here, now things are. It just seems very blah. I see. I see. Okay, have you guys talked about it together? A little bit, but, you know, between our work schedules, you know, it's rough. And having a baby screaming at nighttime, it's it's really hard to make time for each other. I know. I understand totally. And I think everybody in your situation feels the same. But here's the thing. Even though you're very busy and the baby's crying, you got to make time for that talk with a good sense of humor. So to bring mm-hmm. back the romance, you don't go from zero to 100. And to bring back the connection, you do very baby steps. For instance, cook for each other a little something when you have a minute. Maybe it's even small sandwich. Maybe it's a tomato mozzarella. Maybe it's buying his favorite ice cream, him buying you something. It's opening a candle when uh, you go to bed and making a prayer. It's whatever little baby steps, not huge because you don't have time for that yet, which will lead mm-hmm. to, you know, we need to keep that alive, not as a chore or as a must, but as a choice. We love each other. We choose each other. And we choose to bring back the romance. So it's little symbolism that makes that and a great sense of humor. Because every new parent is going through what you're going through. And so when you feel it, talk about it together. Make the time. That's how you bring back the romance. One baby step at a time, okay? Okay, that sounds good. Thank you. Okay, Thea, thanks for your call. And, and good luck to you. Be patient. And congrats on the new baby. Thank you. I just got a date or dump email at therendezvousshow.com, someone went on a date and things didn't go the right way. They want to know what to do. Stay with me. If you can't call me, always email me your question at therendezvousshow.com. Trish, bonjour. What's this date or dump email? All right. So this is from Everly and she says, bonjour, Simon. 
Bonjour, Everly. I went out with a guy earlier tonight, and he took me to this really nice restaurant, which really impressed me. The -hmm. problem is, his ex is a bartender at this particular restaurant. He pointed her out and said that he had no idea that she worked there, but it seemed a little strange to me. In his defense, he didn't talk to her at all, and we did have a really great time. I'm just not sure if he used me to make her jealous or if he really was surprised that she worked there. He said he wants to take me out again and to a different place next time. Do you think I should date him or dump him? So basically, if you go out on the first date and your date brings you to a restaurant where his ex works, should you give him a second chance? We're going to answer that next. Imagine for a second, you go on a date, it's a great restaurant, great food, great atmosphere, and then you date points out that his ex-girlfriend works there as a waitress. How do you feel about that? That's what happened to Everly, who emailed me and wondered after that, should I give him a second chance and go on a second date or dump him? I mean, Everly, thanks for the email. I would give him a chance. I think, because we're not stupid, he definitely made a mistake by bringing you to a restaurant where she could have been working. I would have never done that. But let's give him a break. You said you had a good time and he wants to take you to a different restaurant. So I would give him a second chance, go on a date and see how it goes. And if after the second date you want to still dump him, then do it. But it's too easy to always find reason not to have a second date. So this thing is silly. I think it's a silly thing you did, but it's not the end of the world. So let's give him a chance. One more dinner. And then let's see how it goes. That's my advice. You call us next, 855-905-8255. What is the magic number if you have a question about your relationship? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Lucinda. Bonjour, Simon. What's going on? So uh, I'm very fortunate my husband is able to make enough money so that I can stay at home with our um, almost one-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. I also go to a school full-time online. Uh, it's a Harvard Extension program. Um, yeah. But he refuses to um, help, really, with any housework and or hire anyone to help me with the housework. And I'm taking on everything but myself, cleaning. You know, we have a pretty large house. We have three bedrooms and three baths. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten to the point where I can't do it all. Um, and I don't mm-hmm. know how to approach this conversation with him. Okay, what, what is your fear? What is this conversation? What do you think um, makes you feel uncomfortable having this conversation with your husband? Well, he's very budget-minded, which I totally appreciate about him. Um, but he can get kind of antagonized whenever I bring something up that could be a recurring debit. And I just don't want him to get aggravated, I guess. Okay, I see. Um, you said you were studying every day, right? So the goal of, of you studying online is to have a job one day, right? It is, absolutely. Absolutely. So he, here's what I would do. I would sit down with your husband and I would say, listen, um, you know I'm working hard to get my school degree so I can make money too for, for our family. I really appreciate yeah. all you're doing for us. I can't thank you enough. And here's what I'm asking. Listen, if Why don't we hire a, a maid just for, let's say, one day? And if it's mm-hmm. so painful for you because you feel it's just too much, how about this? Uh, as soon as I work, I'll pay back my share of the maid from the day we started to the day we are. So you advance the money for the maid, I'll do the rest. And the minute that I start working, the first thing I do is reimburse you whatever you paid for half of the maid. So like this, it would be like, 
yes, he's investing more, but you're paying back your half. It's a really 50-50 fair agreement. Yeah, that's totally great. I just didn't know how to have like the right inroads so that I could diffuse a, a potential situation and not also talk always, to him uh, yeah, so from the heart. You know? Always tell him it's not against you. It's for all of us. That's a sentence that's you should perfect. remember, okay? Thank okay. you so much, Simon. I, I appreciate you. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. Have a good night and good luck with that talk. It'll be fine. And good luck with your studies. You too. Thank you so much. So basically, if one of the two partners makes all the money, does that make them the boss of the relationship? We'll talk about that next on The Rendezvous. Have you ever been in a relationship or have a friend in a relationship where they're married, one of the two makes all the money, and they think they're the boss of, of the other or the boss of the family? Of I think now, for all of us, when we're together... We have to think 50-50. It's not just the cash that makes you 100%. It's what you do in the house, what you do as a partner, what you do as a parent. And nothing should be calculated by how much it costs, but more like what we both do for the house and the family. And remember this, please. It's not because you make the most money that you're the most important person of the family. And let me share with you the danger for your relationship or your marriage to still think like this. That's next. Thank you for listening to The Rendezvous. What would happen if, like in the middle age, you know, two partners would be together married with one kid or two kids, or even no kids, and only one of the partner would make the money, and let's say the other one would go to school, would study, take care of the house, or whatever. And the one who makes all the money, they would think they're the boss. Flash news, this is over. This is obsolete thinking. And the danger of one thinking they are more important, more necessary, more, you know, like the life of the family depends on them. What happened is that the other partner would resent them, would feel humiliated, would feel not valued, not loved, and then we have a problem. So if you are the one in that position making all the money, remember to always value the partner who's not making money but contributing with so many other ways, wonderful ways, to the marriage, the relationship, the partnership. It's 50-50, each in their own ways. Any question? 855-905-8255. Call me now. Simon Marcel, bonsoir. If you've been in love, if you've experienced an extraordinary romantic moment, please share it with us tonight on The Rendezvous. Bonjour, Nathan. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Nathan. Welcome to The Rendezvous. You said you had a romantic story to share with us. Thank you for having me. I mean, every time I think about my now wife, uh, when we were dating, I hadn't seen her for about two weeks, maybe two and a half working. It was the holiday season. New Year's Eve was upon us, and I might have spoke to her two days prior. And all she knew was I was going to be working that night. And just a minute, literally, before the, the, the clock stroke midnight for a new mm-hmm. year, I see this woman walking in with this amazing full-length white gown, this, this cashmere coat. And as I focus in, she's coming towards me, and it's it's her. It's my uh-huh. girlfriend. And... She drove miles, hundreds of miles, just for that moment. We could only spend maybe five, ten minutes together, but it was the most romantic thing I've ever had done to me. It let me know that she really, truly loved me and that I 
it, it just set uh-huh. the stage for us to become husband and wife. And I think without that moment, we wouldn't be where we are today. Credits to her driving hundreds and hundreds of miles, you know, for that uh, very moment with you. I mean, congrats. And that's what love is about. No distance should stop the love you have for your partner. Thank you so much, Nathan. I really appreciate that beautiful story. And, and say congrats to your wife on my behalf, please, because this is really of course. what a proof of love. I love it. Thank you so much and have a good night. I love this story. I mean, it's not as often as I hear, you know, women doing the first step or doing something very romantic like this. So let's talk about it more on The Rendezvous. Bonsoir, Simon Marcel. You're listening to The Rendezvous. We just had this great call for Nathan that on the night of the holidays, you know, it was, he was at work and, and his, his now wife came in at midnight and drove hundreds of miles just to be with him on that very special time. And um, I thought that was very romantic. And he brings back this, this interesting point. I don't know if you noticed too. You know, we've heard a lot of stories from what guys has done and, and we hear sometimes from women too. But I think that in relationships, it's also a place for 50-50 when it comes to romance. Meaning we both got to keep the fire of romance alive, warm and toasty. And there is ways to do this. You know, it's sometimes it's the flowers, sometimes it's cooking something, sometimes it's doing an attention. Remember, what is it that defines romance? Paying attention to make your partner happy. Stay with me. I'm going to ask my, my producers, Jill and Trisha, what have they done for their boyfriends in the past that was romantic? That's next on The Rendezvous. Welcome to The Rendezvous, Simon Marcel. So I want to know from both of my producers, Jill and Trisha, what have they done romantically lately for their partner? Jill, you go first. What have you done for Craig? Well, every time uh, I see him, because we're in a long-distance relationship, I'll bring him something that I know he likes, like a candy that he likes or this newspaper. He really likes to read the New York Post. I'll bring that a candy? for him. Yeah, candy or something that he, he likes. What does he like? He likes like anything with caramel in it, Ooh. so like Rolos or all <laughs> kinds of things with caramel in it. But I want him to know that I'm thinking about him, so that's what I do. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Trisha, you're also in a long-distance relationship. What do you really do that you think is romantic for your boyfriend? So I handwrite notes for him and I send it to him so that he can open it every day. Whenever he's thinking about me or uh, or just so he knows that I'm thinking about him. So See, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you, Jill and Trisha. That's good examples of what romance can be for your partner. Small things means the world to us when we love someone. You call that next on The Rendezvous. Let's just say you're confused or you have a, something on your mind and you need an answer about your relationship. You just dial 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Cynthia. Bonjour. Bonjour, Cynthia. What's going on? What's up? So um, I live with my boyfriend. We own a house together, and I have been wanting to buy a hot tub for the longest time. Yes. And I finally went and I bought it. Um, oh, good. But I didn't, I didn't bring my boyfriend with me, and I didn't really include him in the decision. Um, but we have separate finances, and I was spending my own money. So, like, I wasn't asked for, asking him for any help to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came home and I told him like, oh, I bought this hot tub. It's being delivered in a few days. But I didn't do all the planning of where we were going to place it and getting the ground level and all the kind of work that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like an electrical thing that has to be installed. And 
he got really mad because I went and made this decision without him that affects our house. But it was my money. I wasn't asking him to do anything. So is he justified in being mad at me? No. <laughs> okay. So so to be mad at you for that? No, I mean, no, there's nothing to be mad about. You got to have a sense of humor. <laughs> I mean, no, really. And the thing is, uh, the basic rule is when you guys, you know, live together, you should talk about it together before you do things like this. Uh, you should have said, hey, what do you think of that? Because uh, it's you guys' house, even though it's your money who paid for the, the bathtub and all that. Uh, but I just think that's kind of the regular rule. When you live together, you talk together before you buy stuff like that. But to be mad at you, no, he's wrong. There's nothing to be mad at you for, really. Uh, this is good. It's all He can use it too. You know, I would tease him if I were you. I said, you can't use it. If you're mad at me, you can't use it. You can't get in the tub anymore. Uh-huh, not for <laughs> right. you. But he's got a gross sense of humor. So tell him, don't be a grump and enjoy and join me in the in the tub. But you're right. You, you It's nothing to be so mad about. Great. Okay. Thank you. And I know I have mentioned it to him, but we didn't really, I don't think he knew that I was like serious about it. Well, so uh, I guess I probably could have like called him before actually signing the papers. Yes. Usually that's the way to go in the future. <laughs> Any big spending, if it's your money, it's your house together. Just discuss it with him. Uh, but keep the sense of humor. So you made a small mistake, but there's nothing to be grumpy about. I mean, after all, I would be him. I'd be excited to be in the tub, too. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Great. Have a good night and enjoy that tub. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. More Rendezvous next. Bonsoir and welcome back to The Rendezvous. I know it's late, but thank you so much for standing by me and my team and listening to The Rendezvous every night. It means a lot to us. That's why we have a job too, because you listen to us. So so thank you so much for listening to the show tonight. I want to finish with this poll I had on my Twitter account, at Rendezvous Radio. The question posed to you was, has your partner ever posted something on social media that made you upset? 39% of you said yes. 61% of you said no. So just want to give that last piece of advice before I go tonight. When you are in a relationship, in a marriage, in a partnership, talk together about what you post about each other. That's going to help tremendously. Peace in the house. Have a good night, and I'll be back tomorrow. Bonne nuit, les petits. The Rendezvous Show.